Tonight I have a horrific and horrifying experience sent in by a subscriber. I do hope you enjoy just as much as I did reading. So, let's begin. I am a 45 year old male who lives in a small rural community in Wyoming. I believe there are only about 6,000 people that live in my community. You would never imagine in a town as small as this one that anybody would have to worry about having a stalker. Or at least I don't think so. That was until much to my horror I discovered I had one. Let me preface this by saying until I became a published author back in 2013, I was just another friendly face in the crowd, so to speak. Granted, I am well known in my community because I work at the local hospital and have for many years. At the time, I was working as the training coordinator for the front office staff for our medical clinic as well as at the hospital. Getting my first book published generated a great deal of press in my hometown and statewide. The fact I quickly rose to a 5 star rating on Amazon only generated more press and interviews. Therefore, more attention. Then when my second book came out in 2015, all of a sudden I was like the local celebrity. Being somewhat humble I was appreciative that the publicity helped me sell a lot of books but I was uncomfortable with all the attention. Local folks would come to the hospital just to have me sign their books. This is where my stalker story began. On this particular day, I am up in our medical office building where I was training a new hire when a rather large biker dude with long stringy blonde hair and covered in tattoos approached the front counter where I was standing. I smiled and greeted him with a warm hello and how can I help you? I was under the impression he was there to check in for an appointment. He smiled and admitted he did not have an appointment that day, but was wondering if I could autograph the copies of my book he had with him. Not wanting to be rude, I said I would be more than happy to and had him follow me down to the end of the counter so that we would not be in anybody's way. To be honest, I was a bit surprised he bought them considering they were gay-themed supernatural thrillers. I guess he just did not strike me as the type of guy that would read anything that was gay-themed, regardless. I thanked him for purchasing the books and signed them for him. He thanked me and left, and I didn't give it any more thought. Until a few weeks later, he showed up at the hospital where I was again at the front desk doing some training and asked me to sign two more books he said he had purchased for a friend. I again thanked him and signed the books. Fast forward a few months and I am filling in as a receptionist for one of our other clinics in a small town about 30 miles away from my hometown. The receptionist scheduled to work had called in sick that day and so I agreed to fill in for her. It was shortly after lunch when guess who walks in with both my books in hand? None other than Mr. Biker. Being at work I remained polite and again signed his book and he was on his way. Feeling truly creeped out and concerned I spoke with the nurse on duty as well as the provider and expressed my concerns. 
they dismissed it as nothing other than an obvious fan who must have a little crush and nothing more. I figured they were probably right and went about my day. The weeks went by and I began to notice this large guy hanging out in front of my house and in the back alley behind it. He always wore a hoodie and so I could not see who it was. I pointed this out to my husband who reminded me that with the house up for sale he was probably just someone who was either interested in buying it or a looky-loo. Then one day my mother who lives right across the alley from me called me while I was out of town on a book tour to tell me some strange guy in a hoodie was casing my house and peering in the windows. I told her it was probably a potential buyer and not to worry about it. Fast forward another few months. I am back at the medical office building in our urgent care training, another new hire when I get a call from one of the other girls in central scheduling. She tells me she has a guy on the line who keeps calling asking for me but refuses to identify himself or why he needs to speak to me. Thinking it was a patient that had an issue of more sensitive nature, I told her to go ahead and patch him through. Introducing myself, I asked how I could help him. I quickly discovered he was not needing an appointment, nor did he have any medical concerns. He began telling me he was naked and jerking off. He wanted me to know he was thinking of me and he began to tell me all the sick and twisted things he was going to do to me if he ever got me alone. I was thinking, what the heck is wrong with this guy? I was flipping out at this point but somehow still managed to keep my voice calm and inform the pervert to never call me again, otherwise I would notify the police. Unbeknownst to me, the clinic manager was standing behind me and asked me what was going on. I explained the phone call and what the creep said. The manager was concerned, felt we needed to notify the police immediately. I met with a few officers and explained what had happened. They asked me if I might know the person and at the time I had no clue who it was. The next morning I received a call from a local detective who asked me if I would stop by his office before I went to work. He said he had more information on the guy who called me the day before. I agreed to meet him and called the clinic manager to let him know what was going on and that I would be in as soon as I was done talking with the detective. Upon reaching his office, I was invited in and the detective got up from his desk and shut the door. He informed me they did a search of the number the guy called in from and came up with some rather disturbing information. He went on to explain that after learning who the guy was, the detective had done some digging, including interviewing some folks this guy associates with. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. 
Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. What the detective told me next made all the hair on my body stand on end and sent my heart crashing to the floor. I was informed this guy had been watching or stalking me rather for over six months. Not only that, but he believes the guy has been in my house. I was shaking with fear and was finding it hard to breathe. I began to pace the floor of his rather small office. I explained I don't even have a clue who this guy is or what he looks like. That is when the detective turned his computer monitor around and showed me who it was. It was Biker Dude. My blood ran cold and I felt like I was going to pass out. When I could collect myself, I began to explain how he has been in my yards, the front and the back. He has been sitting in front of my house on the street. I also told him I have seen him walking up and down the alley between my mother's house and mine. The detective informed this guy was a well-known gang and drug dealer from California and has been living in my hometown dealing drugs here for a year now. He told me I needed to make sure all my doors and windows are locked at all times, and always have somebody walk me to my vehicle and never go anywhere alone. He said this guy has been accused of threatening to kill a witness in previous drug offences, and that is why he was still in the street, so to speak. Then much to my surprise and horror, the detective asked me if I would be willing to befriend this guy and help the cops set a drug sting operation. I was mortified and angry to say the least. I told him I needed time to absorb all this and get back to him. My manager and the CEO of the hospital met with me when I got to work that day and I told them everything. An organisation-wide email went out with this guy's picture along with an alert asking that the COE clinical manager and I be notified if the creep were spotted in any of these facilities. We are a small hospital, so to speak, so we have no security. Two weeks went by and things seemed to calm down. My husband and I had gone out for the evening and reminded our roommate that if he left the house to be sure all the doors were locked. We had already made him aware of the situation. He had seen the guy sitting in the front of the house on several occasions but shrugged it off. I need to get out for a bit because I felt like a trapped rat. It was a great night and for a while I was able to forget about all of it. Upon returning to the house, much to my relief, the front door was still locked. I walked through the house to the back door and it was too locked. Our roommate was sound asleep in his room. I breathed a sigh of relief and made my way to the bedroom. As I walked into the room, I noticed my husband was reading something and he was as white as a sheet. I asked him what was wrong and he handed me the sheet of paper, saying that this was under your pillow. Then he got up and then began looking in the closets and under the bed. He then went through the entire house while I read in what was horror, with the letter saying, Hello sexy, nice house. I love the smell of your pillow. I hope you don't mind but I borrowed a few of your sexy things. I will return them when I have added my own scent to them. 
don't bother contacting the police. I know when your mother is home alone. I know your roommate's schedule as well as your husband's. By the way, your roommate is a very sound sleeper. I will be seeing you soon. I called the police but they said there was nothing they could do since he was no longer in the house and I could not prove it was him because he never signed the note. I was terrified because I still could not figure out how he had gotten in. Another few weeks go by and I begin to realise I am seeing him everywhere. At the grocery store, the pharmacy. I mean everywhere. Everywhere I went he was always there lurking in the distance. I had gotten to the point I was now on medications to help me sleep, as well as antidepressants because I felt like I was losing my mind. I couldn't function because the cops kept saying they could do nothing about it unless he harmed me or was caught in my home. Sitting in front of it for hours on end or in the alley is not illegal. This went on for over a year. Where I work as a professional job I maintained my bubbly outward appearance in public but hid like a timid little mouse behind locked doors at night, too afraid to leave my house. One night, about six months ago, my husband and I woke to lights flashing and people hollering outside. It sounded like they were right outside of the front lawn, peeking through the drapes. I discovered they were right outside. They had some guy on the ground ordering him not to move. The fire department was there putting out a large 15-gallon gas can that had been lit on fire and placed on my front step. We threw on our robes and rushed outside where we have met several police officers. They had the biker guy on the ground in cuffs. One of the officers informed me the neighbours across the street called reporting a suspicious character lurking in my front yard was carrying what appeared to be a rather large gas can. The officer also pointed out that all the tyres of my car had been slashed. He went on to explain that Bike Dude had placed the gas can on my front step and lit it on fire. My heart was pounding so hard in my chest I thought I was going to literally die of a massive coronary right there. I lost it and broke down sobbing. My husband on the other hand blew up. He was beyond angry. I was too but I was too overwhelmed with the fact had our neighbours not been up and called the police. We could have been killed. Bike Dude is now behind bars but was only sentenced to two years on a plea deal. The scariest thing about that is the police nor the state is required to notify me in the event of this creep is released. So Mr Biker Dude, I pray and pray hard we never ever meet again. Thank you all for listening. If you have a story of your own that you would like me to read, then please send it to the email address that was displayed on screen or you can find it in the description with my other social media links. So, thanks for listening, and I hope to see some of you in my live Q&A tomorrow night.